What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Vintage Traveling Nurse Podcast. My name is Manushka. Thank you for joining me for episode number three. If you're a new listener, welcome. This episode, we're talking about the world of travel nursing, how did I begin, why did I start, and some key items you should keep in mind before you begin your travel nursing journey. So like I mentioned before, I've been working as a travel nurse now for about 14 months. I began my first travel nursing assignment back in October of 2018. Prior to that, I worked on a cardiac progressive care unit for about three and a half years. So I felt confident enough for me to leave my comfort zone and to work on different floors in different states and different hospitals and still feel like I would be okay. So as a travel nurse, you're contracted to work at the hospital through a travel nursing agency. Most travel nursing agencies are requiring that you have at least two years of experience, but as of late, there are some travel nursing agencies that are allowing their nurses to work with one year of experience. I feel like the two years of experience definitely gives you more of an edge over say someone who's been working as a nurse for only one year but again if you feel like if that's what you want to do and you want to go out there and work as a travel nurse and you only have one year of experience but that one year of experience was packed full with so many different things that you've been able to do on the floor you put yourself out there you were able to get your your feet wet you were able to get your hands dirty and do different things and you feel like you can do that at different hospitals after one year then by all means go for it but i do feel like the two years gives you that extra confidence that you need because as a travel nurse you don't get a whole lot of orientation on the floors so you're contracted through a travel nursing agency you go to this hospital you get maybe one to two days of orientation after you've been assigned and then you're expected to perform at an exceptional level like the rest of the staff. Your charting is expected to be up to par. Your patient care is expected to be up to par. So as you can see, you do need to make sure that you're able to adapt to those different environments quickly. So me personally, I knew that I wanted to travel. I knew that I needed a way to support myself while I was on the road. So those two different things led me to believe that travel nursing would be the perfect career shift for me in order for me to get the best of both worlds. So I had heard of travel nursing here and there, but I truly didn't understand it before I came became one. So living in Florida, you often feel the fluctuation of people coming in and out of the state. And so when you're working in the hospital, you feel that fluctuation. And because of that, while I was working on the cardiac progressive care unit floor, it allowed me to get floated to different units because our census or the amount of patients that we had on our unit wasn't the same every day. One day we would be super full, super busy, and we don't have enough help. And then the next day we would be over two, three nurses. So whenever that would happen, and if you're a registered nurse, you know this already, you might get floated to another unit in order to lend a helping hand to them. So when that was happening and I was getting floated, it allowed me to feel how it is to work 
in under a situation where you don't have a lot of training where you're not familiar with the people there you're not familiar with where all your supplies are so i feel like all of those experiences kind of came together to make me feel comfortable to be able to to go on the road so one thing that you want to keep in mind when you're working as a travel nurse is you want to apply for your licenses ahead of time so once you've made up your mind you're going to become a travel nurse you've decided where you want to go you've created a list of different states that you see yourself working or living in you want to make sure that you know what those license requirements are so we have this awesome thing that is called compact licensure and that's when you're able to apply for one license and that license is good for several other states and i believe that there are about 30 states right now that are participating in the compact state licensure requirements or program so living in the state of florida we are considered one of the compact states so when i renewed my license for florida i made sure that i opted for that so knowing that i wanted to be a travel nurse it just made sense that my one license would be good for other hospitals and that would make me a better candidate for those hospitals when i'm looking at those different assignments but i also knew that i wanted to go to the state of california at some point and california does not participate in the compact licensure program so i made sure that i applied for california separately so once you've decided that you want to go on the road and you've decided on where you want to go make sure that you look to see whether or not your state participates as one of the compact licensed states so the second thing you want to keep in mind is you want to decide what do you want to do for housing so i've always been told that travel nurses get free housing and that is not quite the case your housing is actually a part of how you get paid so you have two options you can either select to go with company housing or you can select for you to receive a housing stipend and the way that that works is if you select to go with company housing your travel nursing agency they may be contracted with different apartments in that area and so they may tell you that hey these are the apartments that you're able to choose from here are a list of apartments for you to look at let us know which apartment you decide to go with the better option however is for you to select to get your housing stipend the reason why that is the better option is if you feel comfortable with finding your own housing or finding somewhere to live on your own without the assistance of the company you are able to get that stipend and let's say your housing stipend is two thousand dollars you find somewhere that you want to live for 500 to a thousand dollars that remainder of that stipend now belongs to you which means that you're able to leverage that and put it towards maybe some debt that you're trying to, to pay off or maybe you're able to put it towards your saving your investments so it really really gives you the opportunity for you to save as much as you can while you're working as a travel nurse so there are pros and cons to both if you're going somewhere and you're not comfortable selecting your own housing and you just want all of that taken care of you don't want to think about utilities you don't want to think about what neighborhood you're going to be placed in and you just want someone to take care of that for you then by all means go with company housing but if you feel like you're comfortable with making that search on your own you have kind of an adventurous spirit 
and you are okay with finding your own housing or better yet where you know someone you can negotiate with them or talk to them if they're a friend and just ask them like hey i am going to be working in your state or in your city for about three months i need somewhere to stay can i shoot you a few bucks here and there can i pay a bill can i cover some groceries or can i rent a room from you for x amount of dollars and you're able to pocket or you're able to save the remainder of that of, of that um housing stipend that is the best best case scenario and so you just have to sit back and decide what are you comfortable with. And once you decide that, then go ahead and go for it. The third thing that you wanna keep in mind is that you are there to help. So again, as a travel nurse, you're contracted to work to, in the hospital as an employee of the agency. So when you go in there, it is very, very possible that you're going to be the first one to float. As a matter of fact, you're going to be the first one to float. Just keep that in mind. The reason why they're getting travel nurses is because they are short, they need help, but they're not deciding to hire on full-time or part-time employees. Maybe they just need help for a specific period of time and they feel like having a travel nurse will be sufficient. You come in, you do the job, and then once they no longer have the need, you're able to move on to a different hospital. So most travel nursing contracts are about 13 weeks, but they do have some shorter contracts that can range between four to eight to 10 weeks. They also have what we call strike nursing, and I will cover that in a different episode, but it's basically the states that have a union, those nurses may decide that they wanna go on strike and you are there to work while those nurses are on strike and it might be one to two weeks, three weeks, so many different things, so many different options. But again, we'll go into more detail of strike nursing in a different episode. But typically you're there for about 13 weeks. You come in, you do the job, and then you move on to the next assignment. You do have the option to extend at times. Perhaps you like the hospital that you're at, they still have the need, and you can decide that you're going to do a couple more weeks there, or you might decide to do a completely new assignment there and be there for another 13 weeks. So it varies, you have to remain flexible, you have to remain open. That's part of the territory that you enter as a travel nurse. But floating does not have to be a negative experience. I've met some amazing people and I have learned so much just working from a, with a variety of different people. And it began in my home hospital in Florida. Once I began floating there, Floating just wasn't an idea that I was scared of anymore. So as a travel nurse, you're going to float. And so you just have to keep in mind, remain open and be positive about that whole experience. The fourth thing that you wanna keep in mind is you wanna make your request known early on. So the awesome thing about travel nursing is that you do have the flexibility with your schedule. However, once you're contracted to work in a hospital, it's very common that they may not honor your request for you to be off. Let's say you have a wedding or a graduation that you wanna to go to. They are not required once you're contracted for them to honor those requests. The advantage that you do have is if you do know that you have something going on, 
you can put in those requests within your contract before you're even signed on or assigned to that hospital. So make sure when you are taking on an assignment, don't let the excitement get to you. Make sure that you plan ahead of time. You know if there are different things that are going on that you really want to be a part of or you wanna be present for and put those dates in your contract. Once those dates are in your contract, the, the hospital that you're assigned to, they have no choice but to honor those requests because they took you on as a travel nurse knowing that you would need those days off. So you do have the flexibility that you need with your schedule, but you have to make sure that you let your recruiter know that, hey, these are the days that I need off so that those dates can be included in your contract. Another option that you have is you can take time off in between your contracts. Now, I don't believe that there are any agencies that provide PTO. I know that mines don't. So if I decide that I want to take a month off in between my travel nursing assignments, I need to make sure that I plan accordingly because I will not get paid in between those times. But you can come and go as you please. You can decide that you want to take two months off and maybe go backpacking in Europe or go to Australia or go to some island somewhere. You can take that 10-day trip to Africa that you've been wanting to go to. You can do that as a travel nurse. And then once you're done, you can decide that you want to pick up a different assignment and pick up where you left off. So the fifth and final thing that I want you guys to remember, if you decide to go the route of a travel nurse, is to have fun. You're in a new city, you're potentially solo or you're with a group of friends, and it's a unique time where you can travel a city without fully committing to living in that city. So make sure that you, you know, take a city cruise if you want to, or hop on a group chat. There are so many different like group chats apparently that you can, you know, you can be a part of and you can network and get to know different people there. I like to go on Yelp, on Groupon and kind of act like a tourist when I'm going somewhere new so that I can really fully experience what it's like to live in that city. And you can potentially decide whether or not this is going to be a home for you. And if it's not a home for you, then you can move on and work somewhere else and not be committed to that city. So it's a great experience. Travel nursing has given me a different perspective when it comes to nursing. I'm sure for a fact, 100%, that it has kept me at the bedside a lot longer than I would have been had I stayed in one floor. And it's just given me the confidence that I need to travel solo. I just went to Hawaii as a solo traveler. It was the first time that I've gone to an extended trip by myself, you know, and it's something that I felt a lot more confident doing because I've been traveling as a nurse, a travel nurse for the last 14 months now, and I didn't come with anyone. So um, if you have any questions about travel nursing and what all of that entails, I do have a blog on my website. It is VintageTravelingNurse.com. You're able to see different blog posts that I have on there regarding my travel nursing experiences and different things that I'm learning as I'm navigating the world of travel nursing. So feel free to check that out. So that is all that I have today. Until next time for episode number four. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. 
Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.